Welcome to the Panine Halacha podcast. Zmanim, Chapter 2, The Laws of Counting the Omer, Section 1, The Mitzvah and Its Meaning. Starting from the night of the Omer offering harvest, there is a mitzvah to count 49 days, which are seven weeks. The Omer offering was harvested on the 16th of Nisan, which is the night after the first day of Pesach. In other words, the second night of Pesach. On that night, our ancestors would go out to the fields. They would cut down stark stalks of barley, bring those stalks to the temple courtyard, thresh the stalks, winnow them, separate out the chaff, toast the barley grains, grind those grains well, produce from them a tenth of an apha measure of flour, sift the flour with 13 sifters, mix it with a log measure of oil, and place upon it a comates, a small handful of lavona, of frankincense. That's a busy night. The next day, part of that mixture would be offered on the altar. First, a kohen would wave it, and then he would separate a comates, again, a small handful, from that mixture of flour, oil, and lavona, and burn it all on the altar. After that comets was burned up, everyone was permitted to eat from that season's newly harvested grains. It is important to know that the holiday of Shavuos does not have a calendar date like the other holidays do. For example, Pesach begins on the 15th of Nisan and Sukkot on the 15th of Tishrei. The date on which Shavuos falls, however, is determined by the Omer count. The holiday arrives after the seven-week count is completed, which is why it is called Shavuos, the festival of Shavuot, of weeks. This is the meaning of the verse from the book of Devarim, the 16th chapter. You shall count for yourself seven weeks from when the sickle begins to cut the standing crop shall you begin to count seven weeks. Then you shall observe the festival of weeks for the Lord your God. It also says, you shall count for yourselves from the morrow of the quote-unquote Sabbath, from the day you bring the omer of waving, seven weeks they shall be complete. Until the morrow of the seventh week, you shall count 50 days, and you shall offer a new meal offering to the Lord. That comes from the book of Vayikra, the 23rd chapter. This mitzvah is not incumbent upon the rabbinic court or leadership alone. Rather, individual Jews are commanded to count these 49 days. And everyone must verbalize the sphira, the count, himself. True, in general, we have a rule that when it comes to mitzvot that involve speech, shomea ke'one, one who hears it is as if he himself responded or said it. For example, one can fulfill the mitzvah of remembering a malek by hearing the reader read Parshat Zachor instead of themselves actually reading it. Similarly, one can fulfill his obligation to recite a blessing over the counting of the Omer, not by saying it oneself, but merely by hearing somebody else say the blessing for them. But with regard to the actual counting itself, several poskim hold that everyone must enunciate the count himself. As it says back in the Pasuk from Vayikra, you shall count for yourselves. This is the view of the Lavush and the Chok Yaakov. 
True, others hold that the law of Sphira is identical to that of other speech-related mitzvot, and one may therefore discharge their obligation by merely hearing somebody else do the count. This is the view of the Prichadash and the Birke Yosef. Nevertheless, ideally, we try to satisfy all opinions. Therefore, everyone must count for himself. The foundation of this mitzvah is rooted in our national inception. Chazal explained that the children of Israel descended to the 49th level of impurity during their bondage in Egypt. This made them unworthy of receiving the Torah, and it necessitated a purification process. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God, waited seven weeks to enable them to purify themselves from the defilement of Egypt and to reach a state in which they could receive the Torah. This idea is based on the Zohar. The Sphira, the count, also expresses our anticipation for the giving of the Torah. The Midrash relates that when Moshe told the Jews that after leaving Egypt, they would serve God in Mount Sinai and receive the Torah, they asked, when will this service take place? Moshe answered, 50 days later. Then, due to their great love for Hashem and for the Torah, they counted every day, and they said, Behold, one day has passed, two days have passed, and so on. On account of their love and anticipation for the Torah, it seemed to them to be quite a long time. Thus, Sfirat HaOmer expresses our yearning for that great day, the day on which Hashem gave us the Torah, while we simultaneously undergo a process of purification in all the 49 levels of which man is comprised. The purer and cleaner one is, the more he will be able to absorb the Torah's light. In this way, we prepare ourselves every year for the receiving of the Torah by way of the Omer count. To summarize, there is a mitzvah to count 49 days, starting from the night that the barley for the Omer offering is harvested. That night is the 16th of Nisan, or the second night of Pesach. When the count of 49 days comes to an end, the next day is the Shavuos holiday. This mitzvah is best fulfilled by counting out loud and not by listening to someone else count, as some Ahronim believe that listening is not sufficient. There are many ways to interpret the meaning of this count, which spans from Pesach, when we left Egypt, to Shavuos, when we received the Torah. Perhaps the count commemorates a process of spiritual self-growth that the Jewish people underwent, on their way from the loneliness of Egypt to the revelation of Sinai. Perhaps the count expresses our excitement and anticipation for the receiving of the Torah. Two quick notes from me, one a reminder of something easy to forget, and one a broad reflection on the masterful style of the Panine Halacha. First, it's really easy to forget what the Omer itself is. It's a grain offering brought from the new barley harvest on the second day of Pesach. There is also a grain offering on Shavuos, but that's something else. That's not the Omer. And it's easy to get confused because the English phrase, counting the Omer, always sounds to me like a count that builds up to the Omer, but that's incorrect. Counting from the Omer would be an easier way to remember that the Omer offering is the start of the count, not the end. Second, this section, introducing the mitzvah of counting the Omer, was a classic example of the Panine Halacha's introductory style. Two very different goals with two very different methods were accomplished in this one introductory section. 
First, the Panina Halacha provided a focused, straightforward intro to what the mitzvah actually is and how it is described in the Torah. The tone here is precise. There is nothing speculative. But the second goal in this section was to provide the reader with an early structure of meaning for the mitzvah. Here, the content is, well, a bit more speculative, and the sources cited are wider and later. In this case, he cited a passage from the Zohar and a Midrash. In the first part of the introduction, the part about what the mitzvah actually is, it would be almost impossible to argue with the Panini Halacha's take. But in the second part, there is some room for debate. But it's not the Panini Halacha's intention to offer the one decisive philosophy of the mitzvah, if we can even speak of such a thing. Rather, his goal is to illustrate that the mitzvah before us is not some technical rote obligation, but a meaningful observance, worthy of our performance and worthy of our in-depth study. From a wide range of possible meanings, the Panini Halacha chooses one that is relevant, inspiring, rooted in classic and sources, and easy to transmit in a couple of paragraphs. That's pretty great. The Panini Halacha is first and foremost a work of Halacha, but we are so fortunate to also see, at the beginning of most chapters, paragraphs of Hashkafa, philosophy and theology, to help us value and understand the halacha that will soon follow. The Panine Halacha podcast provides English audio of Panine Halacha, an exceptional work of halacha by Rav Eliezer Malamed Shlita. The English translation was overseen by Ellie Fisher and Corin Publishers. These texts are available for free online, and beautiful printed volumes are available for purchase. The summaries and reflections are from me, Ben Greenfield, rabbi of the Greenpoint Shul in New York City. I occasionally make subtle changes to the original translation, often for clarity, sometimes by mistake.